You're listening to The Building Code, your guide for a better way to run your business. I'm Tom Houghton. I guess I'm Paul Worth. That's great. That'll work for today. Let's bring on our guests. We've got in the studio joining us live. We're joined by Nick Wilcox and Josh Bundren of Evolved Structures, co-founders there. Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? Thanks to have us here. Welcome in studio. In the studio. A studio that uh, Nick knows, right? Because one of the unique things about this podcast and Evolved Structures is Nick used to work for Builder Chen. That I did. So we thought that would be interesting for the listeners to hear from you, because we've had some, some of our customer success members on before. And they sort of sort of tell the what the job is from an X's and O's tackles and blocking kind of thing, but I think you can you can kind of tell talk about your experience as a customer service rep and then how that evolved, oh, into uh, owning your own business. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. I think it's so we'll tee that up first, though, as we do with everybody who we have on the podcast who are builder trend clients like your businesses. We want to hear about your profile, sort of what do you do, how do you go to market. What makes you special? How many employees you have? And let's start with the name. How did oh, they? Oh, we always we exactly. Always do this. We always do this. We want to know how people get their name. Yeah. How did? What was the evolution of it? It evolved into this name somehow. How is that? <laughs> we can, Where, just, we we can just keep going we can all day. This all <laughs> yeah. I think it was just how we started the process and seeing what other people were doing. It just kept saying where the process was evolving, the product was evolving. So we thought somehow we've got to get this in the name. I don't know if it's going to sound good or not. And then stick it to a logo. And somebody said, that looks good. So there yeah, you go. There you go. Your, your story is probably uh, something that is very familiar to, to a lot of companies. To a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like, <laughs> right. there's not a whole data science team behind every decision as relates to your name or your company. Sometimes it just feels right. Yeah. Yep. Nobody's grandpa was named Evolved or anything. Right. So. Sure. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's a good story. So what, what do you guys do? Like, tell me about your business if you had a 30 second pitch at it. Uh, my background's in real estate, and I've worked with builders before, and um, my, our other partner, Ryan, uh, for three years now, we've been looking at the market here in Omaha and seeing what was missing. So there's a, an entry-level market-type home that uh, people weren't getting. Uh, they weren't getting finishes. They weren't getting processed. They weren't getting service. So we've been brainstorming this for years, and uh, we were lucky enough that somebody introduced us to Nick, and uh, the three of us put our heads together and it just meshed. That's awesome. So, uh, so you guys are based in Omaha, Nebraska. That's mm-hmm. where our headquarters is. Is Builder Trend. Obviously, we're in over a hundred con- company or hundred countries and have builders all over the United States, and North America. But your story is probably not unsimilar to some of their stories, right? Like you see a need in a market and you feel like we got to fi- fill that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, that's capitalism at its best, right? right? That's I mean, every yeah, industry, not, right? Yeah, that's, right. so that's that's not just building. That's that's everything. So, mm-hmm. what does the customer want, and what are they not getting, and how can you do it and do it in an efficient manner? Yeah. yeah. Elon saw that Tom was a mark because <laughs> he hated he hated all that gas, and so he created the Tesla for Tom. It, just for me. Are. It was really just for me. We're best friends now, so that's a, that's a that's a podcast joke. Tom has a Tesla. Our yeah. listeners know that now. They do. They should be very well versed. <laughs> they are very. Have we very ever put well uh, uh, your Tesla on the show notes? Uh, producer Kaylee. Yeah, we will. Oh. It's on. Check, Check the out show the notes. show notes for... Exclusive pictures of Paul and Tom riding in the Tesla. I haven't been in it yet. Let's go. It's We're true. Dairy Queen run. <laughs> Shout out to Dairy Queen for sponsoring the run. Free sponsor. Yeah. Okay, next exactly. time you're paying DQ. Exactly. All right. We Back to Evolve. Again. A lot going on here. Yeah. Uh, so Evolve Structures, you guys do single family homes, I assume, from that, Josh. And it's entry level. And yep. what, what was the market missing? So explain sort of where, what your thesis is. What was the is. need? 
there was a couple of large production builders here in uh, in Omaha, and uh, one vacated the market years ago, and then kind of left with one and they were putting one product forward and what we were seeing on the real estate side of things is there's people either in their first home or their move up home that were looking for something and the buyers shifted now from what it was 20 years ago you've got millennial mm -hmm. buyers that don't have the same needs but the product was still the same as 20 years ago we felt so we did a lot of studies we took buyers out questionnaires buyers agents what are they looking for what are people saying when they go into either existing and new construction homes that makes sense and then base the business kind of off of that need so that's where it all started and it was a lot of you know pen on uh, bar napkins and throwing ideas out late night phone calls trying to figure out hey, i've got a great idea and then it just kept kept moving yeah so that's interesting because that is not an easy uh market to get into when it comes to entry level right like you can be you can be a framer or a real estate agent uh, or a designer and say, I'm working with all these custom home builders. It can't be that hard. Like, I'm going to go do one custom home. I'm going to find the client. They're basically going to finance my, my business because I'm going to do a home. They're going to do my first home with them. Not the same when you got to go out and buy a bunch of land and develop plans. And, you know, am I right? Like, that's, yeah, there's, I mean, we some, there's, you know, we've both worked with custom home builders before and, you know, everybody thinks that's great. They want to go out and work for a custom home builder. It sounds sexy. Um, not saying that there's not a great market for that, but, what we saw was that there's an entire segment of the buying population that's being completely missed. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's hard. It's hard to figure out efficiencies of business to keep the cost down right, while still scale. delivering a nice mm -hmm. product. Um, so that's why it took so long. I mean, we had to figure out great products. We had to get great relationships with subs and uh, with some of the, uh, um, you know, providers here. And it took a while to do that. But, uh, you know, putting that together with the systems that, you know, we're putting in place here with Nick, that's, that all goes together. So it's gotta be a very scaled, efficient from start to finish process for us to be able to deliver a good product and deliver it at a price where it makes sense for people. And yeah. also who had the super rich uncle then? Like where's the, <laughs> <laughs> where's the capital come from? And you don't have to answer that question, yeah. but like, that's a piece, right? Like that does keep most people out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Ryan and I pretty early on were pretty passionate about this and we believe that, um, you know, we're both kind of come from a little bit of a hard nose background, blue collar, want to, you know, mm -hmm. grind it out. So we figured if we put our tail out there, we're not going to let it fail. And, uh, you know, we knew we had to find a kind of a strategic partner and somebody that could be kind of boots on the ground that knew a lot about the business side of the, you know, the, the building side of things mm -hmm. and the efficiencies of that and met Nick and we all just kind of meshed and there's a lot riding on it for a lot of us here. So Good, uh, sure. but I think that we all have enough faith in the product and the faith in the team that it's going to be a good success. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, we've seen that. And, and look, Omaha is probably a little unique in its market size because there's no national builders here. There's no regional builders here. And that that alone makes it unique. There's one player uh, who does a sizable volume, maybe another one a little bit under that or, or half that, but that does open up an opportunity. I'm wondering why no national builders or regional builders have ever jumped in, honestly. Not like they need to come. No, no, stay, yeah, stay we're good away. here. Stay we've, away. Had, we've had one that you know came in a few years ago, and there's a couple. They came, you know, came out. Yeah, there's a couple yeah. now. They're dipping their toe in. So I mean, that's going to happen. So yeah. you just have to be yeah. ready for that. And you've got. I mean, you can't let that necessarily affect all the decisions that you make. You've got to sure. be able to deliver a better. No, product. because you guys know this know this market better than everybody, right? You grew up here, so yeah. there there are some unique characteristics of people who live here that 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 gives you an advantage. Yeah, truly. If you had to sum up one thing that you feel like, you know, you're saying from all this research that you were doing to find out your clients' needs, if you had to pick one thing that like stood out to you as like, hey, yeah, we could easily fill this need in this uh, entry level product, what would that be? 
I've done a lot of being in real estate, do a lot of research on millennial buyers, and a lot of millennials are being pushed to renting right now. It, mm. It's for a number of reasons. By whom? What does that mean? Just price point? They're pricing uh, out of it? One, one is that the product that's out there right now, they don't want bigger necessarily. They want right. better. So, and uh, it's, you know, kind of economy driven. So you have these, what they call, you know, mini mansions or big mansions that people were building 25 years ago. They don't want 3,000 square feet. They'd rather have 1,800 efficient square feet with sure. nice materials in them that, you know, they can live in and won't deteriorate in three years. So yeah. something they can kind of be proud of and something that has a design flair to it. So yeah. we, were, we kept hearing those things over and over again, and that's where it started. So yeah. first-time home buyers, they have a couple options, right? I'll speak to Omaha, but I'm sure it's very similar everywhere else. You buy an older home, oak paneling everywhere, and, you know, older appliances. And, you know, I think the level of what we expect, even at, like, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, is pretty high right now. Like, I want it to look nice. I want it to be nice. So you you got to buy an older home that you probably don't really love, and then you got to put some money into it. And if you have money, uh, if you don't have money, you got to wait a few months and then you're, or years, and that's not great. So your option is go buy a track home. But these track homes are just that. They're track homes. They're not really thoughtful. Maybe they're a little bit, even a little bit bigger than I want, probably a little bit more expensive than I want. So is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the younger buyer now, they're not, you know, our parents' generation, they don't know how to fix things generally. They don't want to fix things. That's a really good point. They don't want to do those types of things. They want to spend their time doing other things. I mean, they're more active doing outdoor activities. They travel more. So they don't want to spend their time refinishing a kitchen themselves. Mm -hmm. Nor some some of them have the money to do it because it's not like you're going to be able to get a loan if you're 22 years old to sure. go out and remodel a kitchen. So mm -hmm. they'd rather have they have buying power if they've got a good job, but they don't necessarily have a lot of capital. So mm -hmm. for them to go out and buy a, a new product, something that they can live in and not have to worry about breaking down on them, that's a key for them. Sure, that makes sense to me. Yeah. So you guys are hold on, Tom. Ooh, ooh. What was your first home? My first home. Yeah. Tell me about your experience. Uh, well, I rented until just recently. California. Uh, well, yeah, of course, rented in California. Tommy, can't can't Tom, afford anything there. Tommy Hollywood. That's me. So that was all rental. All rental. And when you came back here, oh, good point. Yeah. So you, you're not, so really, rented you're and not then, really the case today because you were a little bit older. Yeah, a little bit older. And, I kind of missed the boat. Right. But, I waited. But how'd it work? So you well, you know, yeah, I, I, we, of course, reached out to a whole bunch of builders because we thought, yeah, I'm young. I want something new. Like you said, we don't necessarily need all the square footage. And part of that, too, is, you know, this economy with building costs going up to the roof. You just can't get all that square footage anymore because it just costs so much to build. Uh, so we were, we were OK with that, though, and reached out to a few companies. And, of course, nobody called us back. And so that, of course, was an initial damper to the oh, process. Teaser, because I want to get into that. We'll talk about your sales process. But yeah, yeah. And then uh, ultimately ended up just doing the uh, what probably a few people here in Omaha have done, which is just getting frustrated with the new market and said, you know, forget this. We're just going to go buy a standard like home. Moving with your parents or something. Oh, no. No. OK. Yeah. People shouldn't do that. They, That's yeah. not a good idea. We don't encourage that on this so podcast. You, go you, out there and you, find something. You bought an existing home. Bought and an existing you've home. you probably done some tweaks to it. Oh yeah. 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 I Which mean, it's kind like of a pain, right? The Oak stuff, you know, got to get rid of it. Right. De -oak, de -oak Although it's coming back around. No, yeah. maybe. <laughs> we I have, don't know. I'm hearing, that's what I'm hearing. We from have people. somewhat of a designer in the room. But, yeah. And she, and she, like, she gave me a 50, 50 though. I got like a maybe on it. <laughs> that's cause she's nice. That's oh, Thank you for being nice. <laughs> it's a hard no. Yeah. But that one of the things that you guys, uh, mentioned on your website that I thought was awesome is offering a customer centric experience. And that sounds like the, one of the pain points that I faced myself. I really appreciate when builders have this in mind of providing a better customer experience. So maybe you guys can share your, your story and your heart behind that. 
Yeah, I mean, with our customer experience, I mean, a lot of it is going to be built around the Builder Trend platform. We wanted a place that... Like the sounds of that. (laughs) (laughs) Putting a plug in for you. Um, We built it around that because we wanted to kind of build this experience for them that's not overwhelming. Because I feel like when I built a house, you know, a lot of builders are like, go here, go here, make this selection, make this, deal with all these allowances, things like that. We didn't want to do that to the client we want you mean to the hassle of like traveling and trying to remember your allowance and figure go into the, the thing and dealing with the sales rep who maybe isn't the greatest thing and then somehow communicating that back to the builder uh, yeah that part of it yeah absolutely yeah. you know or the client getting frustrated because they go into these big showrooms and there's you know thousands of things for them to select from and they want to go well we want this well that's triple what your <laughs> allowance is well, and then, then they be get frustrated that, yeah. and things like that so I mean, we heavily have utilized the selection section of the program to mm-hmm. build this experience for the client where they can come in and have this feeling that they have a ton of options mm-hmm. to choose from, um, and they're going to get this real custom custom feel to it. Um, but it kind of in the background, we've kind of twisted their arm into which direction to go. Mm-hmm. So we kind of looked at, you know, what's trending in the industry, you know, what's popular, let's give them this selections, and then we kind of built into the pricing of our, our homes so that they can just go through and click. There's not mm-hmm. all of these potential like, okay, I clicked this and now we have, you know, 10,000 extra 10 or 20 or $30,000 yeah. in extras. And now mm-hmm. we're priced ourselves out. So kind of that hassle free, you know, let them really enjoy the experience. Mm-hmm. You know, we have all the products that they can come and see so they can see that tangible item and touch it and feel it. Which see. some people want to do, right? It's yep. not always going to be all digital, Yep. but, but you're controlling that, that, that whole environment, right? Yeah. Exactly. You're controlling the conversation, Yep. which is good for everybody. That's not handicapping people. That's just making sure that we're efficient with our time and like, yeah. Yeah. here's what you have. What's those weeks that we spent talking to buyers, talking to buyers agents, and then Nick and I spent countless time at, at all the subcontractors and vendors going through selections testing them out with potential buyers to see what worked what didn't work so those things are there they're probably things that people were 95 percent of the time going to choose from some of those selections anyway like mm-hmm. nick said why well, send someone to a showroom to have them overwhelmed and ultimately disappointed because maybe they think that they're not getting something yeah they it's don't like, know the sure. difference between five dollar tile and 25 dollar right. tile when they see it on a wall so Let's 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 keep them excited. About it's like if I went to a, excitement. Yeah, if I went to a car dealership and every car, I thought they were all the same price when I got there, and, and and every car was in front of me, like from from the Camry all the way to the Tesla. You know, in terms of price points, you know, it's <laughs> like I'll come back around. You you <laughs> if you go to that car lot thinking, okay, well, these are all options for me. I can't wait, and then I go there and like they say the Tesla is X amount more than the Camry. You're like, you know, I'm disappointed. I shouldn't be disappointed because I signed up for the Camry, right? But if you give me all the other options and let me think that if they're available, like they're going to be in my price range, well, it's automatic disappointment. And I've sat in on those meetings with potential buyers with some of the track builders and even with custom builders where I want this, I think this is what I'd like to have. Well, that's not even an option for you. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. So there's more no's than yeses. So that's like, not a good experience no matter what industry you're in. Yeah. 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 So it's like, what, how can we, you know, how can we front that off to where everything that they're potentially thinking, there's a great answer for them and they're going to be excited from start to finish. Just for the record, the analogy doesn't work. <laughs> okay, here we go. Because He's gonna the cost per mode. mile, average cost for a Camry versus a Tesla, okay. the Tesla's actually cheaper. Just for the record, yeah, yeah. putting I, that out I there. I didn't insinuate otherwise, did I? Well, a little bit. I put a little inflection in my voice, but what does that mean? Who knows? Uh, well, we're clarifying. <laughs> Clarification 
Understood. Thank you very much. There you go. So this all makes sense. This all this concept makes a lot of sense. I think anybody listening to this, this makes sense. Uh, obviously, if this is the business you want to be in in home building, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Uh, is it working? So far, I mean, I guess the <laughs> you know the, the proofs in the pudding. We'll find out here pretty soon. With uh, where the neighborhood that we're developing and that we're in is up and running. We've got four foundations going, so we've got a lot of traction with both buyers and buyer's agents. So Great. in the price point that we're in, it's typically a buyer that's going to buy, you know, 90 days out. They want to see something. So, um, so, so we're, we're building speculative right now to get some, some proof out there. Mm-hmm. Right. And that makes total sense. Every, mm-hmm. every neighborhood like that has a, has a home like that or model home, right? Is that what they call it? Yeah. yeah. Are you calling it something different? Cause you're new and unique. Uh, no, no, it's a, it's, it, it, we've got four spec homes out there, you know, okay. and, and we're, we're going to treat one probably as a model, but, uh, you know, in business, everything's for sale. So yeah. we've got go. plenty of lots ready to start new, new homes. Go. So good. That's awesome. So you've, you've started in the subdivision and I've, I was looking on their Instagram earlier. You should follow them on Instagram. It's at evolve structures. Okay. So follow them on Instagram. I'm sure they'll give you a follow back. Remember, we talked about that as a community of listeners here. We can help everybody kind of grow their account. Good callback. We need to do this every episode. So every listener, by the way, you know that we had 42,000 downloads in 2019? It's pretty pretty impressive. Pretty good, right? Yeah. This this might hear 42,000 plus years, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, So anybody (laughs) listening today, go to where? What's what's your handle on Instagram? I should know this. At Evolved 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 Structures with an S at the end, too. Plural structures. I'm following right now. Perfect. Okay. Everybody else do the same. That's and right. And we're going to do this for everybody who's on the podcast because it's it's a community. It is. But back to my point. So I was, sco- I was scoping them out on there. You had some of your uh, like renders of the houses on there. And so I saw that first. Then Renderings. I went to the website and I saw the price point and I was like, what? Because the homes that I saw on there, your designs are fantastic. Very contemporary. Love them. But I was not expecting to see that price point on the homes there. Are you saying this because they're a guest or legit? <laughs> no, I'm saying this because it's like, I think it's legit. Well, I think I if mean, you- Matt, if you get in Tom's stamp approval for design, I mean, you you are, I'm being honest. Yeah. You're a really good- Well, because I, I think if, if I'm, I'm also trying to entice the listeners to go check them out first and do the same process and go, go take a look at the homes, think about what the price point would be, and then go look on the website and see where you're saying the price point starts at. I think it's impressive what you guys are doing. I like it. Let's track the hits on the website. Man, your Instagram is nice. Got some good help on that. Really well curated. All right, so uh, Nick, you worked at BuilderShip. So how much of that has uh, affected this or influenced this plan? Was it possible? I think it's safe to say from a behind-the-scenes perspective, it's not possible to do this for a building company if you don't have good processes. BuilderShip is a good vehicle. So was that introduced to Josh and Ryan from you? And and maybe, Josh, you can jump in afterwards. Is is that part of the, the science behind this? Yeah, so I mean, when I first met them, um, it was just through through a mutual friend, and it was they knew I had this interest in building homes, and that's something I've kind of had a passion right. for for yeah. 15, 20 years. And Builder Trend gave me kind of a lot of confidence with talking with builders and learning the industry and, and kind of learning the whole management side. Because I mean, that's realistically when it comes down to it, with us subbing everything out, we're just a, a project manager. Correct. We're just making yeah. sure this gets done on this day, move on to the next step. And we kind of hit that. And uh, so when I approached them, the, the first thing I said, hey, if we're going to do this, we have to use Builder Trend. This is this is the only way I'm going to, to come over and do this. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I spent the last three years, you know, immersing myself in the software and, and training builders on how to use it day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, this is this is what's gonna help us achieve what we want and where we wanna get to in the future. Mm-hmm. And 
it's going to make it very seamless for us. Well, yeah, I mean, because look, you could do a custom home. I mean, maybe shut your ears. You could do one home a year without build a trend. Okay, I'm going to admit that. <laughs> one custom home. That's it. It might. It would be painful. That is the line. It could be easier. I'll <laughs> say one is my limit. Okay. Two, you got to use us, but. It's impossible to 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 do what you're talking about. Yeah, economies of scale and trying to scale something like that without dialed in processes, right? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think everybody could could admit to that. And part of your margin that you guys are making is in your efficiencies there, right? Yeah, I mean that's what you're talking about: finding the right product and finding the right process behind that, and how you can scale that for your business because that ultimately increases your margin, your profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, upfront that was something we talked about that. Using Builder Trend was Ryan and I had, like I said, we've been in the industry a little bit and we've seen people use it not to its full potential. Mm-hmm. And it's how that can sometimes be overwhelming to people that are not using it mm-hmm. in the ways that probably it should be. Sure. So, in talking with Nick and you know his comfortability with him explaining all the tools that it actually did have, it was a no brainer just to dive in. And we, the amount of time we put in upfront, making sure that, like you mm-hmm. said, our efficiencies down the road those things are taken care of. It's easy when you've got four or five projects going on at a time. Mm-hmm. You've got 25, you need those processes in place. One, Absolutely. one project, Josh, you didn't get that note. Four or five, you need build a trend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's our official statement. We're sticking with it. You know, something I think is interesting that could come up as a question here is you, you had a unique advantage of having somebody with extreme knowledge of the program. So should other builders who are listening be thinking about hiring people who probably have previous experience with Builder Trend? We need to keep the lights on. Tom. You can't take all of our employees. <laughs> well, I know that, but I'm saying you, you know, need somebody who's just knowledge, not who used to work here. Yeah, no, yeah. Don't us. take all our employees. What right. I'm saying is finding uh, hiring people who have previous experience with Builder Trend, or you know, are using our certification process. Finding people that have gone through that, you know, I, I mean, I agree 100 with it. And I saw it in my time here with dealing with clients, um, hiring other people. I saw people going from one company to another and starting up Builder Trend on them, and their sole reason for getting hired at this other company was because of their experience that they had with utilizing Builder Trend. Sure. And you know, helping them get up and run more efficient. That was, you see it a lot. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I think it's that's safe to say, right? Like, if you have somebody with knowledge of Builder Trend, uh, you're, you're off to the races rather than having to teach everybody. But you know, there's some online ways to do that. We've talked about, and for honestly, we've see, we've seen for many years that when construction companies post jobs, they ask for build a trend experience. So that's definitely something people see. Yeah. So we'd recommend that. We would recommend continue that, that process. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of process, so when you implemented the software for your business, was there any pushback from anybody else on the team, or was that just part of the buy-in process from the get-go? I think that's one thing that we were all on board with. Yeah. Easy. Uh, there was no pushback from Josh or Ryan on it. They're like, hey. Well, yeah, it, it sounds let's... like it was part of the plan, right? Which is really important. So um, let's talk about everything. So we, we were talking before the podcast that you're starting to implement some of the lead management stuff, right? Is that going to be a part of your, when prospects come in, to, into your wheelhouse, how we manage that and how we keep our eyes on it? Without a doubt. I mean, any business knows that leads are, are opportunities. So if you're not managing those and you're not categorizing mm-hmm. those and following up with those, um, you know, that's money down the drain. So that's any business. So yeah, it's been great at uh, kind of helping us. We've got CRMs in our other business that we know how to use. So mm-hmm. being able to have that all within builder trend and be mm-hmm. able to utilize those and then be able to, you know, transfer those from the lead over to customer is the goal, obviously. Absolutely. And have that be seamless, um, huge part of it. Yeah. I mean, you, you would think that everybody would understand that the lead is an opportunity, but uh, we have found, no offense to anybody listening, that in construction, that's not always true. So 
another leg up, right? Be efficient, have processes in the lead management stuff, call people back. Yeah. Big one, obvious one. Yeah. But big one. You know, and with Builder Trend, as I was talking to you about, you know, you can set these templates, right? Lead comes in your wheelhouse, you apply a template, the calls you want to make are preloaded for you for the next 30 days, the email marketing is preloaded for you. It's going to be really cool for you guys. Yeah. Again, that's huge. I mean, for being able to contact people, you've got to be able to have the systems in place. Otherwise, I mean, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen builders write down a phone number and a first name on a post-it note, stick it on their truck dash, you know, and that's a lead mm-hmm. to them. And absolutely, and it, it finds the trash can eventually. So to be able to have all this stuff categorized on who's hot, who's six months out, who's you know, who maybe doesn't know what they're going to do yet, mm-hmm. we can do all that within the within the program. So absolutely, well, good. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, you know, the number one thing we need to do is have them a recurring guest. Um, yeah, a check-in series. Yeah, so, we need to see you guys back yeah. in six, eight months. Right, because like that. this is a really unique story. It's like, okay, we're just we're just getting off the ground. I believe in it. You got me. Yeah, Tom, I'm a believer. You in? Remember, I was bought in for the Instagram. You were bought in before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, you, do you follow? Of course. Okay, good. We can put an electric outlet in the garage too, just so you know. Yeah. There you go. Ooh. A little Tesla. Plug. That's good. Tesla Tom. I nice sell there. That one. <laughs> yeah. Back um, in the three-car garage part of it that yeah. you don't realize yeah. it's a three-car garage on that house. There you go. Yeah. See. This is good. So we will we will have this as a segment, right? So we'll check in six months from down the road. We'll see if you sold anything. Here's here's hoping you do. Yeah. Believe it. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be back here working. Yeah. <laughs> right. Doors always open. Nick, Josh, hey, if you need somewhere, yeah. you know, we accept all kinds here. We're we're always hiring. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think you guys got a great plan, and and we wish you the best. I think it's going to be something really cool to to check in on. So we'll check in, in a few months, six months down the road. See see where we're at. Yeah, and if you've got questions for Evolved, send them over to podcast at buildertrend.com and we'll send them over to them and maybe we'll talk about them on the next episode when we bring it back. Sounds great. Thank Sounds you guys great. very much. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks All right, for coming Thanks, on. guys. Appreciate you. Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.